Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. I am in a band house, and in front of me there are a lot of empty PBRs and Pilsners. I'm with two members of a band called Monomyth. Hey, I'm Josh Salter from Monomyth. But Josh, what do you do in the band? Uh, Whatever is needed, I guess. Guitar mostly, though, and singing. Hi, I'm Seamus. I do the same thing. All right. We are all going to have a sip of beer. I'm going to let you guys take your sip first. Let's do that. And now I'm going to ask you the obligatory Halifax question. We love Sloan. Sloan's our favorite band. We worship them. Yes. Monomyth are from Halifax, and every interview I read with them today has mentioned Halifax in some way, so I felt I would follow suit. But instead of hitting that point again, I'm just going to play a track. I'm going to play Pock Ambition. So I would love one of you guys to tell me a sentence about this song before we start. I was listening to a lot of Tupac when I wrote the song. I still listen to a lot of Tupac because I love him. The song is about him. Rest in peace. to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Pock Ambition by a band called Monomyth off their latest record, Saturnalia Regalia. I have two members of the band drinking beers with me here in a band house. I would love it if I could get one of you guys to talk a bit more about this song. Uh, the last song? Uh, that's, it was a, it's kind of an oldie at this point. We don't really play it, but it's in drop D. You gotta have like one kind of drop D song in the set that kind of evens things out. It's about Tupac, he's the champion of life and my heart, so yeah, maybe we should put it back in rotation, you know, drop that 
Drop that E down to a D. I love this song because I interview a lot of indie bands and all of them play very guitar-y, very expected music, but if you go into their tour van, it's always Gucci Mane blaring in the stereo system. Always. <laughs> Free Gucci, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty down. If we're talking about Gucci, I like uh, Hold Your Rolly Up. It's like a hot jam. Super hot jam. So what I find amazing is that everybody would expect that Jesus and Mary Chain would maybe be playing in the tour van, but it's not. So when do you guys listen to the music that clearly inspires what Monomyth does? Sometimes you write a song and then two years later you don't listen to the type of music that you made that song trying to emulate, which happens a lot because I do listen to mostly rap, but we don't make rap music. But uh, that's probably because we shouldn't make rap music. You got to make the music that you can and should make so this is not rap music because we're lyrically stunted i think we only have you know like maybe 27 different words in a song our vocabularies aren't large enough to make rap music that's the main thing holding us back from rap is our vocabularies yeah i'm not saying you guys should be making hip-hop music but i am curious when does the my bloody valentine come out what are you doing when you listen to that music I, I think that sometimes I think that since I listened to so much My Bloody Valentine six years ago, then that's all that will ever come out of me, even when I try to do something different. It's terrifying. I just listen to Teenage Fan Club and walk around by myself. I don't try not to make other people listen to it too much. Not that it's bad. Love it. But uh, I, know that, uh, I know that I'm the only one that cares for the most part. So I don't want to subject. You know what? Let's, you want to listen to party music when you're hanging out with people. Not necessarily like uh, like walk around and look at your shoe music. I agree with that. Monomyth. You guys started when you guys as roommates both had two previous projects and you had a talk. You talked about the kind of band that you wanted to start and Monomyth was born. Everybody has sat down in their apartment with a roommate and talked about the band they want to start. So few people have actually done that. Oh, yeah. I think we were just, uh, we probably just had all of my records out off the shelves. And then I was like, this is the band that Seamus was like, this is the band I want to start in a year from now when I like this music, but I don't right now. Um, so what record were you playing for him? Oh, uh, I don't know. Probably like, the, I, I would say like the small faces, like Ogden, Ogden's Nut God Flake. I don't think he even likes that record now. Probably not really. Get down with the woods. Get down with some Ron Woods. Yeah. But not at the time, certainly. So he played you a record that you don't really like, and then what happened? What I think what he's saying is that I came to appreciate some gems that he had been trying to force upon me, and those gems forced themselves into our own musical project. So why don't you tell me about a gem he convinced you to like? You know, the replacements, that's his jam. I was never a big replacements fan. Now I am. But now when I write a replacement song, he's like, no, I don't want to sound like that anymore. I want to sound like Jesus and Mary Chain or something. I'm like, well, man, no, I'm over that. He's like, what? And that's pretty much how it goes. So vice versa. What's a song that he showed you how to like? Uh, Seamus couldn't really show me anything I didn't already yeah. know. No, I just, <laughs> I, don't, I just can't think of all, like what is, I think of like a like weird shoegaze record you showed me. I can't think of one. Some I know, maybe some like deep modest mouse cuts. Yeah, <laughs> no. some deep. That's exactly what it was. Some deep backwards modest mouse songs from a bullshit EP. Yeah. Okay, so since Seamus loves hip hop so much, how will music like that influence what happens with Monomyth going forward? Oh, uh, I think little by little, Seamus will just fall away from wanting to do Monomyth at all because 
I'll be too busy listening to his trap beats to wake up and make it to practice. It's possible. It's very possible. <laughs> All right, I better get these questions out fast while the band's still together. I'm going to play another monomyth track. I'm going to give you guys a choice. I can either play Patsy off Saturnalia Regalia, or I will play Cigarette off King Does This Not Please You, Behold the Power. You guys get to choose which one should I play. Okay, I vote for my own song that I made and that I wrote all the stuff for because I love myself and my songs. Yep, let's do it. Let's just go with Cigarette. Why not? Great song, Seamus. You really killed it. Checkmate. to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Cigarette. That's an older track by a band called Monomyth. I have two members of the band here with me. I'm going to talk to Seamus, the guy who wrote it and loves the song. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, I was in a hard time place, just trying to cut back on the cigs, really. All been there. I was smoking pack a day, and I just knew this shit's going to kill me. Can I say shit on your radio? I prefer if you didn't say it too much, but a little bit. These sticks are going to kill me. And I said, you know what? I can't live this uh, cigarette life anymore. And then I wrote, the, wrote that song. And then then uh, a little known rock and roller named Mac DeMarco wrote a song called uh, um, Marlboro Man <laughs> soon afterwards. Took up kind of copying the whole style. The whole style. Sure. You know, he, we saw him at the back of the bar. Nodding his head. Nodding his head. And laughing. Yeah. Yeah. He hadn't written the song yet, but he was busy making songs for Home Alone 3. <laughs> Throwing shade in the interview. I'm just going to move on. But that was spicy. Thank you. Spicy stuff. All right. Saturnalia Regalia is the latest record that's out. It's been out for a little while now. But before you went in to record that record, you toured those songs for a long time. That's a great position for a band to be in because they get a chance to sort of test what works in a live situation. Okay, it's almost the opposite because we recorded those. We just have this thing where we get new band members all the time and we have to relearn the old songs and practice the songs that we don't ever want to play. Um, but then we did that, we recorded it, and then we went on tour and played them all live. And then we were like, whoa, these are way better now. Too bad. Well, let's see. There was one... Th- the only thing I can think about is... Uh, 
the last song, Spider, um, what's that song called? Oh, The Big Reveal. Yeah, um, we almost never play that one live because we could never get it down. Just couldn't get it down. It was too tricky. And it ends with piano. We don't have a piano player yet, but we're accepting submissions. And there were there were a bunch of harmonies, but sometimes live you're just a little more drunk than, than good at singing, you know? I do know a little bit because I read a review of a show you guys played in October where the reviewer was upset at how loose the sound was in the show. And in the show banter, you revealed that you guys hadn't practiced in two months. And I'm not coming at you, but I find it interesting when you've been on tour, played, let's say, hundreds, thousands of shows. Do you need practice time to get back up to show mode? Well, only because we have the same curse of always like going back to old members or getting new members or like switching them around. So you've always got to practice. You never know who's where because there's so many different people. Yeah. Also, the person that wrote that review is was is lazy. He wears they, a fedora. Yeah, he, he wears, wears a, a fedora, fedora and he chooses to review us all the time. He has a choice to review us or not, and he chooses to review us. And then, puts the fedora on, comes to the show, and then gives us bad reviews and says that we're a sloppy band, which is true. But he doesn't need to put it in print. Yeah, I think for for from my perspective, it's like for that I said that, and then he's just like, oh yeah. But but like truly, that guy doesn't know his head from his patoot, fedora. from his fedora, because like he reviewed us another time, and he said that we played like five songs that he just like wrote I think he wrote his review before he came because he said that we played five songs that we didn't play like he named five songs uh, he was like and the crowd went wild when they played this song but that none of it happened like it was a lie so this guy kind of just a lazy lazy dork I sent him an email I was like hey lazy dork like stop reviewing us because like you're doing a bad job and then he sent me a really long apology but it seemed it didn't seem right to me you know sometimes you got to call out a dork who writes the review before they come to the show all right this interview you guys are keeping it real as they say in hip-hop let's play another mono myth track i'm gonna play one of my favorites candle holder off saturnalia regalia so who wrote that one yeah i wrote this one how would you like to tell me one sentence about this song before we hear it oh it's spirit of a Bob Dylan song off of Blood on the Tracks, but with none of the lyricism.
Welcome back to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard the track Candle Holder off the record Saturnalia Regalia by a band called Monomyth. I have two members of the band here. I'm going to get Josh, the writer of the song, to tell us a little more about this track. Oh, I woke up one day and I was in bed and then I grabbed my electric guitar, which was in bed next to me. And then I wrote the riff and I was like, oh, that's kind of nice. And uh, that's how the song came together. All right, Monomyth, I'd love to talk a little bit about writing music. There's a great quote in your bio that says, it's important to make pop music that's a little fucked up because otherwise it's just pop music. So let's start there. Who who said that? Which one of us said that? It was Josh. Ah. It was me. I think I was just really clamoring for something to say. I don't know if I even believed. Afterwards, I when I saw it again written, I was like, well... I don't know if I agree with myself, but you don't have to agree with yourself all the time. It's kind of more fun not to. It's it's a useful technique to disagree with yourself and then work from there. Like electronic music and hip hop is like perfect. There's no like the beats aren't wrong. It all sounds perfect. But if you're still going to play guitar in 2015, A, you're a dumbass. But B, you might as well make it like pretty like not very perfect. It's got some screw ups in there. You know, that's that's the way to do it. M I I M O I M H O in my humble opinion. So I think that we should play another track. I'm gonna pick Feeling off the Monomyth EP from 2012. Who wrote that one? All right, Josh, I'd love you to tell me a bit about that before we hear the song. I was playing in um my first band ever, and we had a jam space in the basement, and uh I remember writing this song. I think I was listening to a lot of like Spaceman 3 at the time or like spiritualized or just like dumb dumb repetitive music um and I had my head in a in the bass drum I was just laying down I remember writing it on the floor but uh I didn't think that it was like a real song but I think I played it in practice one day with with uh with Seamus and everyone else and sometimes like you you don't show people a song you just kind of are playing it, and everyone's like, oh, that's a song. And you're like, oh, I didn't think it was a song. But then it turns out it is a song, I guess, if you play it. I think this song is its a funny one because it's, like, uh, it's just so simple. It's, like, you could write it in your sleep, which is why I was laying down with my head in the bass drum. Like, I was basically asleep when I wrote it. Even the words are really, they're just so plain. It's, like... There's almost no descriptors. It's amazing in a way. It's just like, it's amazing how little is going on in that song. But it's still a song because we, we did it. And, you know, it's a song. Well, now, after that, I'm sure everyone can't wait to hear it.
Welcome back to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Feeling by a band called Monomyth off the self-titled EP that came out in 2012. I have Josh and Seamus. We pretty much heard the entire story behind the song before we heard it. So I'll ask this question to follow up. Josh brought this to the band practice. Seamus heard it. I would love you guys to talk about the negotiation process in making this an official Monomyth song. Okay, well, first, it's like you got D. It's like, ooh, open D. Oh, my God. Next, G, open, like, oh, my God. G comes after D. That is sick. A follows that. Like, everyone just went like, oh, my God. Put those three together. Let's go. Get it rolling. Tell me about a song that you guys brought to the group where it didn't work out and it ended up in the garbage can. Oh, like any song I ever wrote about, like, my feelings that had a minor chord. Seamus is like, no, you can't do that. Like, save that for your solo record, you piece of shit. Like, I'm not playing another one of your sad bastard songs. Like, you can only bring gold to the table at this band. And like, I'm not playing your that stupid fucking song. Like, write a happy one or get out. And then, and then, like, yeah, like, don't bring any of that garbage when we try and record a record. Then we go and record a record, and Seamus brings out his like sad minor chord jams and I'm just like you told me I couldn't bring any of those to the table and he's like I lied <laughs> yeah look some people have a deeper understanding of the intricacies of the human soul and spirit that's me so that's kind of the songs I write we'll leave it to you to write the you know yes. yeah have like sipping on a beer and talking to your dad or some some other shit yeah I mean I don't know if that's true I don't I'm not really I think uh, this might be the end of the band I think you've been stifling me and holding me back, man. It's true, on purpose. It's because so I know if I let if I let go of the reins, he's gonna take off like a in a blitz of glory, and I'll never see him again. You know, so I need to rein him in with a constant uh, belittling and uh, kind of making fun of his character and really picking him apart, so that he'll like cling on to me and that the band will still exist. Yeah, that sounds like a description of of you towards me for sure. (laughs) I always love doing interviews after the bands have had a couple of beers. They're always the best ones. Okay. Well, I'm just warming up. I'm all night. Saturnalia Regalia, your record came out in 2014. I read interviews with you guys from early this year in 2015 that you were going in to write another record. We're now at the waning days of 2015. We're still talking about Saturnalia Regalia. Guys, what's going on? It's old news, I know. I mean, God, I'm as sick of talking about it as you are, for sure. We have a new one. It's all done and uh, finished up, and, you know, it'll, it'll it'll come out soon. We're just sitting sitting on our gold. We're just, you know, like we're, like, just, like, rich people. We're just rich with content that we, we, we don't make it for anyone else. And when you, you know, when you lay the golden egg, you got to, like, sit on it and give it up, like, warmth, nice and warm, so for a long time, so we just... You know, you know, you gotta incubate that baby. You know what I'm talking about? I don't really, but it sounds interesting, I guess. And then when the time is right for this sweet golden egg to hatch, it'll just arise from the nest. The, the goose that laid the golden egg is an extraordinary goose, that's for sure. It's like imagine a monkey with a peanut machine. <laughs> you know? We're at the end of the show. I'd love you guys to pick one monomyth track. This is probably going to be a difficult conversation for you, but I'd love you to pick one track for us to end the show with. I'm going to give this one to Seamus. I'm going to let him pick it because, you know. uh, Because we've established he is the band Svengali. Yeah.
Okay, it's called something else. This song's called something else. Um, oh, wait, can we... I'm going to take away Seamus' power because I don't want to hear that song. Okay, let's listen, to a, let's listen to a Graham Stewart original. Graham no longer plays with us, but he wrote the opening track on our old record, Saturnalia Regalia. He doesn't play with us anymore, but he's a gem of a man, and this is his track. Thanks, Graham. Love you. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. It's called, uh, what is it called? Theme from Monomyth. Theme from Monomyth. Opening track. All right, guys. Thank you very much for such a great interview. Anytime. Thank you very much. Oh, wait. Anytime. Maybe we should play that song. No, sorry. I just, uh, I got No take backs. Thanks. Bye. I'm sorry.